BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, Mr. News, hit it! Do you believe in miracles? Next on the Ledger Report, there will be a recall election for California Governor Gavin Newsom and why the red states, people who live in red states, should care. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of the Ledger Report. There was a time, a time before cable, when the local anchorman reigned supreme. And in San Diego, one anchorman was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. His forced closure of schools and businesses for months turned many supporters against him, especially after he was caught breaking his own rules and eating indoors at a fancy restaurant. Sure, it's about the governor, but it's also about you. It's about our values. The governor finally started fighting back this week, connecting the leaders of the recall with those who stormed the U.S. Capitol. The principal sponsor of this recall effort wants to put microchips in immigrant aliens. Others that are devout conspiracy theorists that believe in QAnon. Torrent of diarrhea. That, that's all that is. 2.1 million people signed it. It has nothing to do with who financed it or where it came from. Ladies and gentlemen, the governor of the great state of California, Recalling a governor is not new in California. It happened in 2003 when Arnold Schwarzenegger replaced Gray Davis after the state went dark during an energy scandal. This time might be tougher. Public opinion polls claim 38% of voters would recall Newsom, but 42% would not, with 19% still undecided. Now, it's going to take time to validate those signatures, and time could be on the governor's side. I mean, we've got indoor dining finally opening up this week for the first stop time. Stop the tape! Month. Stop the tape! Why is she wearing a mask? Why is that female reporter wearing a mask and trying to act like she's reporting like normal with a gag over her face, with a face diaper, as a lot of people call it? Why in the world is she... Why are these people doing this? Why are... Because they're so woke. She's, there's no one around her. You just got a mask on. It's symbolic, ladies and gentlemen. It's symbolic of support. She might as well be wearing a lapel pin that says, do not recall Gavin Newsom. Right? Or I voted for Joe Biden. When you wear a mask, that's what you are saying. You are saying, I am a Democrat fool. I was at a rally the other day I was speaking. Nobody was wearing a mask except a couple people. I looked at him. I said, take the mask off. Take the mask off. It's liberating. And sure enough, they did. It is liberating. It's a compliance test. It's a test of your voter registration. It is. I know there's probably some Republicans who wear a mask. Fine. You know, knock yourself out, right? You're a Republican. 
You're a constitutionalist? I doubt it if you're a conservative constitutionalist, you're wearing a mask and you fight it every step of the way. But if you're a Republican, a run-of-the-mill Republican, you want to wear a mask, knock yourself out. Just don't force me to do it. Don't force my constitutional friends uh, to do it. All right, so the, the recall. A couple of things. First, full disclosure. I have been part of the Recall Gavin 2020 campaign, all right? I have been part of the leadership. I have been a spokesperson for Recall 2020, uh, uh, Gavin Newsom, uh, because it's something I believe in. And if that turns you off, fine, that turns you off. It shouldn't. I'm disclosing it. I'm not going on CNN and, and, and hiding it. I'm not going on MSNBC and hiding it. That report we just saw was from CNBC. Again, the mask basically says that that reporter is an anti-recall person. Basically says that she's anti-Trump. At least I'm coming out and saying it, right? So I've helped them. I've supported them. I've consulted for them. I haven't received a dime. It's something I believe in. I think it's very, very important. I'll get to that in just a moment. But there is breaking news uh, about the recall effort. And it's very, very important news for people who live beyond the borders of California. But first, I want to remind you, this program is brought to you by Mike Lindell and Mike Pillow. And Mike Lindell, by the way, is supposedly coming out with a social media platform, and so is Donald Trump. I think they ought to work together. Uh, Mr. President, if you're watching, uh, why don't you give him a call? Uh, Mr. Lindell, if you're watching, why don't you give the president a call? I know you all have each other's phone numbers. Maybe you all ought to work together. I, I believe in competition, but I also believe that this moment in time in American history, we all need to stick together. We all need to work together. Those of us who care about this republic, those of us who care about the United States Constitution, and those of us who have read the book 1984, and I reread it just recently here, and it is amazing to me. It's amazing because there are so many excerpts of that book that have come true, that are now ingrained in our society, like tearing down statues, and wiping out history, and changing history, and changing street names. I grew up in San Francisco. We had a street named Army Street in the Mission District. San Francisco, in case you don't know and you live in New York, is like a mini New York. It's just squished into seven miles by seven miles and only a population of about 700,000, give or take. Um, 750. It just can't grow any bigger because there's a finite amount of land in San Francisco. It's, it's built out just like New York. Um, people can leave San Francisco, uh, but you really can't get too many more jammed in there. Same thing in New York. They're leaving New York. Um, but the bottom line is that street was Army Street. What's wrong with Army Street? Oh, well, in San Francisco, suddenly there's something wrong with Army Street because that's war. Well, apparently people in San Francisco don't really know their history that this nation was founded on war and this nation has been protected because of war. We don't want war. But Army is something that we kind of need to have. In fact, it's mentioned in the Constitution. <laughs> there shouldn't be a standing army per se, but there must be national defense. Army is not a bad word, neither is Navy, neither is the Air Force, neither is the Coast Guard. It's part of us. It's part of our history. And there are some great men and women serving in the United States Army, but that street does not exist anymore in San Francisco. It's not that they removed the street. 
they wiped the name clean and they replaced it, I think it's Cesar Chavez Boulevard. Like Cesar Chavez, who in many ways was anti-American and militant, in many ways was very pro-American. He's kind of was all over the map in the, to a certain extent. For example, Cesar Chavez was anti-illegal immigration. Did you know that? Cesar Chavez, United Farm Workers, the guy behind uh, pulling all the workers together and forming a union, was anti-illegal immigration. And you know why? It's common sense. Because it hurt his people who were there legally. The people he represented. So anyway... But Cesar Chavez is not exactly George Washington, although in San Francisco, apparently he's more important than the army. The morons in San Francisco believe that Cesar Chavez needs to be elevated and Army Street probably doesn't exist in San Francisco anymore. I don't know. I haven't checked. But the bottom line is 1984 is coming to fruition. Peace. War is peace. War is peace. That's the first line of, of the mantra of Big Brother. War is peace. And we are constantly at war in this society. And the war, one of the elements of the war, is the war in our history. Get rid of army and replace it with Cesar Chavez. Hey, I don't have anything against Cesar Chavez, although my, my uncle, who grew grapes in the breadbasket of California, um, in Fresno, California, outside of Fresno, said that if he ever saw Cesar Chavez, uh, he would shoot him. Both are dead, so I can say that now, right? Um, he would shoot him. That's how much my uncle appreciated the work that Cesar Chavez did. <laughs> so um, there's at least one person who doesn't, who wouldn't agree with that. All right. So this program is brought to you by MyPillow, MyPillow.com. If you go on MyPillow and you use the promo code Ledger, as in my last name, Graham Ledger, Ledger, L-E-D-G-E-R, Ledger, you put that in the promo code box, you're going to get up to 66% off. Um, please go to GrahamLedger.com. You can answer the Ledger Register question, are you going to get the vaccine? Um, after you've seen some of the information I put out there, especially a couple of podcasts ago, um, you ought to think twice before you are thinking about getting the vaccine. And coming up, we're going to talk with Mike Netter, who is the co-lead proponent of RecallGavin2020.com. But first, the breaking news. The breaking news are the numbers. 2.11 and some odd change, million signatures to date, and they're still coming in. The Secretary of State and the counties, the 58 counties in California, have until about mid-April to figure out exactly how many total signatures they have. So there's a grand total of 2.11 million and, and some odd change total signatures. 1.9 million of those have been pre-verified. Now, the, the Recall Gavin people went to their own expense to hire a guy who is not unlike the Secretary of State of California, a signature Nazi, if you will, and goes through there and, and pulls out the bad signatures. So he really does more than half the work for the Secretary of State, although the Secretary of State, obviously, being a Democrat, is going to be even um, have more scrutiny for whatever. You know, I've heard that they'll throw out a signature if somebody happens to go over the line. They just their signature happened like mine always goes over the line and under the line. Uh, so they'll throw it out. I mean, come on. But that's apparently part of the formula uh, here. So if you that's 1.96 that's been pre-verified by the team, and then. 
to date. Now this is a process. It's a it's a lag, lagging process. Okay, so don't panic here and don't say, "Oh, Ledger's jumping the gun." I'm not. Uh, they're at least a month, two months behind the signature gathering process. They being the Secretary of State, Sacramento, California. So the Secretary of State has verified 1.45, verified 1.5 million to date. And, and signature gathering is over. It ended on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. And they have validated 1.18. That's, that's more than 80% validity rate. All right. So 1.18, 1.18 million signatures have been validated, verified and validated, the Holy Grail is 1.497, and there are hundreds of thousands of signatures still um, in the hopper, um, and there should be. And, you know, this, these reporters can, can go out there and they can say, oh, well, poor Gavin Newsom is under attack. Poor guy. Have you looked at the unemployment rate in California recently? Have you? It is dead last along with hawaii in the united states they have a list of 51 i guess they include the district of columbia uh in there hawaii's unemployment rate is 10 percent. california's unemployment rate is nine percent if you're wondering about new york's unemployment rates right behind california at 8.8 percent um and that's a function of the leadership in california and a guy by the name of Gavin Newsom, who says now, yeah, first he kind of ignored the whole recall thing back when we were at uh, maybe two, four, 400,000 signatures. He just completely ignored it. And so did the mainstream media. And I warned the recall people this. I warned them. And I'll get into that in a minute with Mike Netter. Now, all of a sudden, the media is starting to say, hey, Governor, uh, you know, there's a recall out there. Oh, by the way, uh, are you concerned about it at all? Roll tape. Look at the petition. Look at the actual reasons they themselves listed. It has to do with immigration, the browning of California. It has to do deeply with our values, the things we hold dear. And so I'm not just fighting for me. I'm fighting for you. I'm fighting for the values of the state. And there's a lot at stake. Because in these elections, who knows what can happen? And so I'm going to fight it. Stop the tape. Stop the tape. See, this is classic Marxist pablum. They always attack the opponent. They always demonize the opponent. They always try and convince people that it's the opponent that's the problem, not the people who are trying to do good. And in this case, constitutional good, not only federal constitution, but state constitution good. There is nothing wrong. There is nothing anti-constitutional. There's nothing illegal. There is nothing immoral. There's nothing racist about recalling a governor of California. It's been done once before, and apparently it's going to happen again. So co-lead proponent for RecallGavin2020.com, Mike Netter. Are you a racist? Are you a radical? Do you want to put microchips into immigrants in California? Let's start off with three basic no's, but let's really make this clear. <laughs> the biggest problem Gavin Newsom has right now is you know who his biggest opponent is? 
himself. The recall election is Gavin running against himself. And since it's very hard to look in the mirror and criticize himself, he's decided to come out against a committee of citizens with basically false allegations and a talk track, which let's face it, has nothing to do with whether or not he's qualified to be governor. When they can't, don't, when they find nothing else on you, all they can do is call you names. He talks about the values that this recall election is about the values of California. Well, let's talk about the values of California. The second highest unemployment rate, actually it is the highest unemployment rate in the contiguous uh, United States. If anybody's been to Los Angeles lately, it looks like, a, I don't even want to go near Los Angeles. It looks like a war zone with all the encampments going on there. People are miserable. People are scared to death. They've been scared to death by the leadership um, in cities, but primarily led by Gavin Newsom in Sacramento. The state is upside down economically and philosophically. People are, are being shredded. They need their lives back. And it is the recall election that potentially can do that. Absolutely. And our goal in the recall is to give Californians a choice, to give them a chance to speak their voice. And I think that's the part which really scares Gavin Newsom the most. He wants to make it sound like this is the voice of a small people that he can put into a box, a box that quite candidly we don't belong into as average citizens. But that's really, isn't it fascinating? That's really all that Gavin Newsom has. He's not willing to stand up and not only be accountable, Graham, for the things that you mentioned, but I think more important is how about being accountable for the things that the press is bringing up? A great example, which is well known, and hopefully in this segment, I'll get to go on some of the lesser known things, the EDD crisis. He was told over a year ago that the EDD was going to be in trouble. Instead, Gavin Newsom said, hey, you know what I'm going to do? EDD, I'm going to create more trouble for you by shutting down all the businesses of California and the schools without a plan. And that's the biggest problem with Gavin Newsom, as he's showing right now in his retort against the people of California, which is the recall election. He doesn't have a plan. He doesn't even have a plan to fight this recall. He seems to be caught off guard and say, well, my plan is simply to call names. The story is very simple. California has gotten worse and is getting much worse under Gavin Newsom's reign. It's interesting. You know, he's expecting journalists to not do their jobs and protect him. And I want to hear from you on that, how, how the media in California and national media is treating you, uh, because we had a conversation uh, back in late 2020. And I was going to I warned you how the media might be treating you. I want to know if that's come to uh, fruition. But if you look at the metrics he's been using to, quote, reopen safely California, they've been on a website on this website that he created. And there's a purple tier. There's a red tier. There's an orange tier and a yellow tier. And all of California was purple until very recently. It just happened to coincide with the fact that you folks hit critical mass in terms of the number to trigger uh, the recall. And all of a sudden he had these intricate uh, metrics, Mike, that were on this website. All of a sudden, all those metrics have been wiped out and all that exists now, I don't know if you've seen this, is a purple tier, a red tier, an orange tier and a yellow tier. And you don't know what the metrics are. Now it's completely up to Gavin Newsom because he's going to be the nicest guy in the world. 
Well, Gavin missing one very important tier. Let's get real here. It's the tier of green, which stands for money. Because money is what put Gavin in power and money is what, and if you notice on Facebook and everywhere else, he's on a massive money running campaign, uh, money raising campaign, trying to tell a bunch of folks that look at this group, look how bad it is. And by the way, Gavin, you're not getting the message here. You're not getting the message. Before I directly answer your question, I find it really fascinating that Gavin has spent the last two weeks whining and there's really no better term for it. I can't believe I've been in office 24 months and there have been six recall attempts against me. He goes on the media saying that. <clears throat> well, Gavin, first off, let's, there have been 55 recalls in the history of California against governors. One other made the ballot. There were only four against Jerry Brown and he was in office eight years. Maybe, Gavin, you might want to stop bringing that up because why aren't you getting the message? The people really aren't enthralled with the way that you're doing business. The talk about transparency in government, it's obviously not transparent when it comes to Gavin, to your point. Metrics don't go up. When metrics, they, Gavin's Newsom's government came out directly and said, we don't think the Californians are bright enough to understand, almost an exact quote, the metrics of how we open and don't open tiers. In fact, we don't even think that my own government is bright enough to allow them to bid contracts because I, Gavin Newsom, have awarded 100 contracts with no bid, 12 of them to the largest donors, the color of green. That's the tier that Gavin Newsom's all about. That's what he's actually going out there right now by soliciting out-of-state people like Bernie Sanders, um, Elizabeth Warren. They're not from California, but they're going to help him raise money. The tier Gavin cares about is green, and it's Gavin's green. You know what I find very ironic? What? That our drive, we collected over 2.1 million signatures and up accidentally on St. Patrick's Day where the standard color is green. green. It should have been in honor of Gavin, but I find that very, very fascinating. I don't want to spend a lot of time on the media, Mike, but in, just in 20 seconds, can you give me a little, uh, you know, you can be honest with me. It's just me and you talking here. Nobody else. Don't worry about it. Nobody else is going to hear this. How has the media treated you? Just very briefly, tell me. Two, two factions. Within each paper, there's two factions. One faction of the LA Times slams us. One faction of the LA Times kind of says maybe Gavin should go. San Francisco Chronicle last night, right, puts out an article eliminating the quotes from the minority, from the diversity agents, Asians, if you will, but puts in people slamming what they think we are. So the media is basically quasi-fair, I'm going to say, but it's I'm learning how the media works, and you know this way better than I do. It's broken into factions, and it's in the power of the editors. Gavin Newsom has the Chronicle and the LA Times and the Sacramento Bee kind of acting as surrogates, and that's not media. All right, that's more than 20 seconds. Effectively, the uh, the media is going to run interference uh, for, for Newsom at every corner. Even if they say, hey, maybe he's not doing a great job, they're going to come out with editorials uh, if and when there is a special election date set, which may be like in uh, the fall of this year. Um, they're going to come out with editorials. Hey, you know, 
Yeah, but look now, everything's rosy and, and don't recall them. You know it. Bet, uh, bet your house on it. Now, I want to talk about the spread. And by that, I mean uh, the spread of the signatures. The media is not going to report this, but it's been a, a pretty um, even spread among the 58 counties in California. Now, there's, there's more bodies in Southern California, so there's just going to be more numbers. Like in Los Angeles, there's 10 million bodies. About half of those are registered voters. But the interesting thing is, if you look at the metrics, Orange County uh, performed at about 13% of its registered votes. These are the latest numbers I have. San Diego around county, around 10% of registered voters. LA County, again, it's the, it's the largest, but it's so spread out, 2.5% of its registered voters. But it's these, these internal counties like Fresno and Placer counties. And a lot of people don't even know where Placer County is. In California, they don't know. But Fresno is the breadbasket of California. That's at 15% plus plus. So it, it is spread out, Northern, Central, uh, and Southern California. That's got to warm your heart. It very much warms my heart. Um, it's interesting when they say a small faction of people doing this, all 58 counties participated in this recall. I, there was not a single county that came up with a zero. And by the way, back to LA, um, I live in Los Angeles area and Los Angeles area as a percentage of registered voters, you're correct. However, remember LA in terms of 12% of the people that voted for governor last time well exceeded the quota that you brought up. Mm -hmm. Even Los Angeles, the ones that are paying attention, which is the biggest problem, are pretty grumpy. And it's happening so fast, the media can't ignore it. All right, Mike, I only got about a minute left. So what now? Uh, you know, congratulations, first of all, for uh, doing uh, God's work, I think, for reaching the goal. And I don't think there's really any way they're going to be able to deny you in the Secretary of State's uh, office uh, hitting the goal of 1.497 uh, signatures plus plus. So what now? A lot of people ask you about uh, who you're going to endorse uh, for governor, who's going to replace uh, Gavin Newsom. What's, what's your answer at this moment in time? This moment in time, we don't have a candidate on the slate yet that I think we would go behind. And the reality is this, our main mission, our political pack at recallgavin2020.com is we're asking still that people donate so we can main, our main thing, and this is really the sad part I want to end in it, it's anybody but Gavin at this point. That's, I think, the part that upsets him. I don't really see a candidate coming out and saying we're for this one. Our main goal is we must educate the public. You must vote yes to remove Gavin Newsom to change the course of this state. And that's why RecallGavin2020.com is going to continue our drive forward, mobilize our volunteers to ensure that a yes vote comes across when this comes to uh, the recall election itself. Change the course of the state and quite possibly change the course of history uh, in the United States because we know Mr. Slickhair has designs beyond uh, Sacramento. He wants to be president of the United States. Mike, thank you and God bless you. Thank you very much. So the recall is important for California, but it's important for the entire United States. Gavin Newsom is a Marxist. That's why he needs to be removed. Even before the government response to the Wuhan coronavirus, Gavin Newsom needed to be removed. Unfortunately, a majority of Californians thought that a Marxist in Sacramento is just fine. And that's what Jerry Brown was before him. 
So another Marxist replaces a Marxist. And there'll be another Marxist behind Gavin Newsom. And I'll get to that in just a moment. But it's very important that this Marxist is removed because there are good people leaving California. So reason number one is he's a Marxist. Reason number two is that good people are leaving California. California is hemorrhaging good people, but also not so good people, politically speaking, right? So a lot of people, when they leave California, they know there's something wrong. They're, they're liberals and they're Democrats and they voted for Biden and they voted for this lunatic Newsom, but they don't want to admit it. So they leave and they move to Texas and they bring their politics with them. That's why you need to care, Texas. They leave and they go to Tennessee and they bring their politics with them. That's why you need to care, Tennessee. Same thing, Florida, Arkansas, all Utah, all the states that are red or relatively red, you better care and you better support this and you better support a constitutional candidate when the recall is officially triggered, a constitutional candidate to replace Gavin Newsom. So that's number two, that the cancer is spreading. Number three, I think very important, look what's going on in New York right now. You know, I mentioned the unemployment rate in New York, um, second only to California. By the way, the bottom 10 worst unemployment rates in the United States, here it is, Illinois, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Connecticut, Nevada, District of Columbia, not a state, New Mexico, New York, California, Hawaii. What do all those states have in common, hmm? Why? They just happen to be Democrat-led states. They just happen to be blue states. They're all the worst. Chiefly, recently, because of all their radical, crazy, nutcase, anti-constitutional response to the Wuhan coronavirus. But this is a warning shot. Reason number three you should care about the recall. This is a warning shot to Cuomo, who's in his own trouble, obviously, to Pritzker in Illinois, to Murphy in New Jersey, to Wolf in Pennsylvania, to Whitmer, the nutcase in Michigan. These are warning shots that the people can rise up even in heavy blue states. And it doesn't get any bluer than California. It's a warning shot that your days could be numbered, Pritzker. Your days could be numbered, Whitmer, just like in California. Now, constitutions are a little different in each state, obviously, but this is a template that can be used. Even if there isn't a way in states to petition directly through the initiative process, this is a template, a warning shot for these radicals that you might be next. And certainly in New York, uh, we're seeing that happen right now. And so that's reason number three. Reason number four, the future, the future of California. Again, if you want to stop the cancer from spreading, Newsom is going to be replaced by another radical. There's a good chance of that. And there's also a decent chance, let's face it, that he could survive the recall. It's going to be six months from now. He might survive it. He might get 51% and said, no, don't throw him out. It could easily happen. In fact, if I had to bet my house in California, if I had to bet my house in California, I bet he survives. I hate to say, I'm not a negative Nelly. I don't mean that. I just think that uh, it wasn't that long ago that enough radical voters put him in office. And enough radical voters could just look the other way and say, oh, yeah, it's not so bad. 
So California needs permanent structural changes. And if you go to my website, GrahamLedger.com, you'll see a tab on there that says Fix California. And I have an outline for the permanent structural changes. And it uses the initiative process that's being used right now to recall the governor to institute permanent structural changes in California. In fact, the threshold to do this, to make constitutional amendments to the California Constitution, the threshold is actually lower than uh, what they are facing right now with the RecallGavin2020.com crowd. So go to my website, GrahamLedger.com, and you can have uh, more information on that. You can also answer the Ledger Register question, and you can see my uh, latest podcast. If you haven't signed up for the podcast, there's a subscribe button there. Just hit subscribe free. Put in your email, and you will get this here podcast delivered to you um, every week. Do you believe in miracles? Who would have thought? Two years ago, when this guy, Gavin Newsom, was just elected governor, that he'd be facing a recall election. So, Al Michaels, do you believe in miracles in California? Yes, apparently, we do believe in miracles. There is going to be a recall election in California triggered pretty soon. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way. The Archives of the Library of Congress, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. <laughs>